to our second episode of Breaks for Conservation. I'm Felina Richardson, your host for today's episode. Today I will be chatting with Heidi Wilkin, dive safety officer here at Point Defiant Zoo and Aquarium, about PDZA's work on hammerhead shark conservation. Heidi, welcome and thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Felina. I'm super excited to have this chat with you. Uh, So for our listeners who might not have ever met you or be familiar with what you do, how long have you been with the dive team at PDZA and what, what does dive safety officer mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've gotten to be at PDZA for 10 years in the aquarium team. And um, as you mentioned, I'm a dive safety officer. So that anything that happens underwater, I have some role in, whether that's buying and working on the equipment that divers need or providing training, writing protocols. Um, anyone who has anything to do with What's happening underwater has some kind of interaction with me along the way. And then um, I also get to just kind of be helpful on a sounding board for staff biologists as they are working on new projects. We get to brainstorm and build lots of interesting things. It's definitely a job that is a, a, a dream job, but it's never the same two days in a row, which I really, really love about it. Okay, so I'm going to start really broad and then we're going to kind of narrow ourselves down to the specific research. But um, I know that you also, we're involved with the shark dive program in the past, I believe. Mm-hmm. Why should we care about sharks? It's a wonderful question. So yeah, I was originally hired because the dive program was expanding to the Idai shark dive program, uh, which before it was paused, had 23,000 people go through it. And we're looking forward to restarting it when South Pacific Aquarium is open again. But uh, there are lots of reasons you should care about sharks. One is they're just really interesting and cool and amazing. Um, getting to dive with them is definitely a highlight of my life and my career every time that it happens. It never gets old in the slightest. But uh, sharks are also really important to our ocean ecosystem. So there are over 450 species of sharks and they uh, are crucial apex predators. They keep the oceans in balance and uh, they do that all around the world. They've been doing that for a very long time. They've been in the ocean since before true trees and so If you want a healthy ocean, you really want there to be sharks. So even if you feel nervous about them or aren't sure if you really love them for love for them, if you care about the oceans, you really want there to be sharks. So what is special about hammerheads or why did we choose to become involved in scalloped hammerhead research specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Point Defense has actually a pretty long history of uh, shark conservation and supporting shark research in the field. Um, That's been uh, locally with Six Skills some years ago, actually before I started working here. It was um, in the early 2010s or whatever we call that decade uh, for the Socorro Islands. Point Defiance supported research, which then caused there to be a pretty significant expansion in that marine reserve. Um, So Point Defiance has a really good history, in my opinion, of really putting money into not only, you know, the animals that are here that people are seeing and amazing care, but also into what's going on for those animals in their um, environment out in the ocean. And so as the Pacific Seas Aquarium was being opened and the collection plan was happening for that, hammerhead sharks, specifically scalloped hammerheads, because there are a bunch of species of hammerheads, were on the list. And so there was really a desire to see how point of could support that. So that was how that started. 
And how long ago that was? That predates me, so yeah, 2017, 2016? Yeah, so Pacific Seas Aquarium, I believe. Uh, oh gosh, now I can't. <laughs> you know, when you work here and uh, you get to open a Dive with the Sharks program and then a new aquarium and then you get to reopen it, and you have so many life-changing, amazing, once-in-a-career opportunities, um, it's really terrible that you can't remember the dates anymore, but that's that's honestly what's happening to me. So uh, I believe 2018 or 19. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to go with one of those. One of those years is when PSA opened, and uh, the first year of supporting the Hammerhead research was uh, one of those years. That's, you know, there's been a lot in the last yeah. four years. <laughs> right. Just just crazy things that have happened in the world. A couple years that I can't remember even. You know, they got deleted. Something happened worldwide. Yeah, so. that's this weird, weird yeah. amnesia. So what, uh, what exactly are we doing? Yeah. as part of this research project. What are, because I've, I've seen some cool pictures from the field, and I know I can't share those uh, with our, our listeners right now, because we're listening, um, but can you could tell us a little bit about what you're doing with this research. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you were to share that visual, you know, in, in spoken form, you would just imagine this amazing school of hammerhead sharks coming out of the blue all around you. I've had the opportunity not... Um, in Hawaii, but uh, in Mexico, I had the opportunity to be in a school of hammerhead sharks. And uh, it's one of those things you build up in your mind as this is gonna be the coolest thing I'm ever gonna see. And then it happens and it's cooler. So it's pretty fantastic. So imagine that in your mind, even though you can't see the picture, but I digress. So off the coast of the big island, there are large aggregations or groups of mostly female hammerhead sharks that appear there. And uh, there are various thoughts as to why but there's not a whole lot of confirmation. It's one of those things where even though it's right off the coast, it's hard to know exactly what sharks are doing. And because there are so many species of sharks, uh, unless you are one of those big apex shark week sharks, you don't get necessarily quite as much attention, right? And mm -hmm. so um, there's a researcher who was formerly associated with the Hawaii Institute of Marine Biology. And uh, he really was interested in what was going on there. His name's James Anderson, because a lot of the species, uh, or excuse me, a lot of the uh, distinct population segments of hammerhead sharks, scalloped hammerhead specifically, are uh, listed as threatened or listed as endangered um, internationally. But the Hawaii population, when it was, its designation was created, it was based mostly on data of juvenile hammerhead sharks in one particular bay and how far they travel and what they do. And so his thought was it would really be great to understand a little bit more about what the adults are doing, where they're going. And whenever they had attempted to tag them in that particular bay, they uh, were not successful in pulling in females. They were only getting males. And the thought was that the females, because they were pupping in that bay, had some kind of appetite suppression going on so that they wouldn't be they wouldn't respond to the bait because they were they were fishing for them. And so he was really intrigued by these big groups of hammer, female hammerheads off the coast of the Big Island. And so um, the goal is to tag some number of those hammerheads and with acoustic tags and also with satellite tags to be able to see what are they doing with their lives because that's something that's unknown. Have we been have we gotten any data from the tag so far or are we still in the early infancy stages of it and not quite getting data yet yeah so uh several tags have been put out 
it's definitely one of those things where it takes a tremendous amount of effort planning and luck in order to get just one tag out and so um, I certainly always feel like oh okay it's only it's only four tags or it's only eight tags um, but each tag is actually a, a really crucial data point and so um, I've gotten some inter really interesting information back like that the um, one of the tags has shown record dive depths for that species so um, it's allowed him to kind of form the hypothesis that those sharks are at night diving down incredibly deep, deeper than anyone thought, hunting on the seamounts there, and then during the day, spending their day in schools in kind of a half rest state, I'm not gonna call it sleep necessarily, um, just at the surface kind of rewarming, if that were to make sense, so yeah. So Point Defiant staff have been had a chance to get, um, to be involved a couple times. We sent uh, several members of the aquarium team out to pro provide various types of support because it's, uh, it's in the field and there's a boat involved. And so just having additional people on the boat, um, people to help with equipment, help swap out receivers, et cetera. And so that's been a really great opportunity for members of the team to go out and also see those animals in their environment out there and see what that looks like. Was there, you mentioned um, the week we first started chatting, your first time being in a school of hammerheads. Was there any time during um, the research trip that was just really standout or something that you're just like, that's gonna be in my brain forever kind of moment? So the first year that I went, because I, I have been fortunate enough to go two years, the first year that I went, uh, it was actually the storm of the century. So um, that year wasn't, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get as much water time as we would have liked um, that year, but, um, uh, it was actually there was there was a moment that was definitely stand out. If you have if you have more than one moment, that's okay too. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to pick those those yeah. things, those once in a lifetime things that happen. Yes, there are definitely two moments that really stood out. Um, one was when um, a, a very small whale shark, whale sharks get pretty pretty large, so by very small, I mean um, probably 15 to 20 feet long, swam up and um, was just literally right by the boat. That was a pretty incredible so cool. experience. And then uh, the second one was when we had located the School of Hammerheads, which is tricky, and we were about to put someone in the water to go and um, get up next to them and put a tag in. And I saw them for the first time. And, you know, James Anderson, the researcher, had, had described it to me as, yeah, they'll just be at the surface. You'll just be, see fins sticking out. And it just didn't make sense to me because it's not what our hammerheads do and not what I imagined. But then they were. It was just, oh, okay, now suddenly there's three fins just kind of gliding at the surface. And the sharks were not in any hurry to go anywhere because they are in that kind of rest state. Um, and they weren't the color I expected them to be. They were more brown than bluish. And it definitely was just kind of one of those moments like that feel like that image is kind of burned into my head that's, in the best of ways. That's awesome though. When you're looking for the schools, you just drive around and hope to find a bunch of fins. Okay. Yeah. So okay. It's, it's progressed a little bit technologically over the years. So initially it was just drive around and, uh, use human eyeballs. It's now progressed onto using a drone and that has been incredibly, incredibly successful. It's really cut down on the time to be able to find them. And it's also been very helpful because 
it's an area where there is a lot of boating activity. And so anytime someone stops and they seem to be looking at something cool, it doesn't take very long for eight more boats to show up and try to see what you're looking at. And when you've got people in the water, that's a little bit of a safety issue, but also um, if not everyone is being careful or realizes what you're looking at, they can spook the school of sharks and then you lose your opportunity to get a tag out. And so being able to put the drone up and kind of see them and keep track of them as you're waiting for the other boats to lose interest and go away, that can be really wonderful. But yeah, the drone has been incredibly uh, helpful. And it's very, that's definitely also been a very interesting experience, landing a drone and taking a, having a drone take off of, off of a moving platform, a boat, you have to turn off all of the safety mechanisms so that, because it will low on, run low on battery and try to go back to home. But of course, home has moved because the boat has moved. So that's uh, definitely trying to catch one on a, on a moving boat. It's interesting. Sounds challenging. Yeah. Just a little bit. So this was not on the list of questions I sent, but I'm curious. Do you have a favorite shark species? Ooh. Uh, so I really, really um, care deeply for our sand tiger shark that we had here at Point Defiance. Mm -hmm. um, he was just an amazing, amazing ambassador for his species and his, for his taxa because he, he looked so terrifying and then um, he just, he just really wasn't, you know, he would be the first to swim away if there was a lot of commotion. And so I uh, really do enjoy um, sand tiger sharks, but I also really love thresher sharks. They have this really incredibly long tail fin, uh, caudal fin, and their eyes are really cool. So I would say those are probably my two favorites, but it's hard. It's like picking your favorite type of chocolate or... I agree. Yeah, it's, I agree. Yeah, it's an incredibly difficult question. Yeah. yeah, it is. Sharks are sharks are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, those were uh, the questions I had. So thank you, Heidi. It's been great chatting with you about this project. I'm really excited we finally got to sit down and do this. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to tune in to the Companion Staff Chat with Aquarium Tyler. <laughs> Thank you.